Welcome back. This is the Raised by the 90s podcast. I am Peter Z, and I'm here with... Toby Freeze. What was up this week, Toby? How are you doing? Uh, Pretty all right, man. Feeling a little off today, but I had solo duty with the puppy Ooh. over the weekend. Yeah. And uh, it actually wasn't that bad. So. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no wasp attacks or anything? No, there's still wasps out there, but... Uh, I think maybe we've met with a like happy resolution because they don't really attack me anymore. I did get rid of those traps too, so maybe okay. that is why they were so aggressive. <laughs> I was going to say, do I need to book a plane ticket if they attack Sage? I'm going to be, I'm going to be out there. Nah, he's good. Uh. <laughs> we're going to be burying some wasp bodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, that's good to hear that they've left you alone for the most part, and it's summers there's not much summer left unfortunately yeah well i mean maybe not where you're at but it's going to be uh 97 98 here for the next seven to eight days so (laughs) maybe go put like a a little mirror under any nests or wasps you know hives you find and heat them up a little bit more fry them all there you go for sure yeah, I think they're just using our like wood as material for nests that they're building off-site somewhere. Ah, gotcha. Which is it's fine, you know what I'm going what am I going to do about that? Yeah. <laughs> I did want to bring something up. I'm a I'm a big fan of technical death metal. Oh, cool. Right? And yeah. uh there's some bands out there with some wacky names, you know. And but it fits. Dying Fetus. Um I just wanted to give a shout out to this one band that I found this weekend. Who's that? Eaten by Sharks. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, through a body, I've not listened to them extensively, but yes, I've heard of the name. And, you know, just perusing guitar forums where people are like, "Who's the craziest?" And you for get sure, bands like that. Yeah, yeah. The highly recommend. Very, very tight. Yeah, some of those are like one or two man deals too, where it's all, you know what I mean? Like they're almost producers in it but they mm-hmm. can play drums and guitar and bass super sick and half of them it's the line between bass and guitar is skewed as it is so yeah for sure no that's cool yeah. i'll give it a listen no i i my brother and i always got a kick out of uh the lyrics for dying fetus and then when i got older <laughs> and listened to some of it i was like this is unbelievably tight like yeah wow <laughs> like okay yeah the lyrics are still ridiculous but yeah. Anyways, how was your weekend? I did get to enjoy some of the last of the summer mm-hmm. sun. I went to a wedding and uh, I saw not one but two suits end up in the pool. So really, that was a thing to celebrate for sure. <laughs> and my buddy's getting married. That is wonderful, and I'm, and congrats to him. But you know, certainly the highlight. And you know, there was a giant inflatable pair of lips and unicorn <laughs> in the pool. <laughs> which was, you know, 10 feet away from where the ceremony was taking place. So, yeah, lots of fun was had there. What kind of weddings are you going to, Peter? Oh, it was a <laughs> wedding, all right. It was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, yeah. I was putting the kids, the little kids that were swimming, I would put them on the, the unicorn, and I'd tell them, like, you got to sit down and chill. Don't fall over, and they'd be mm-hmm. on there. I'd turn my head, turn back, and they're already in the water. And it's like, yeah, oh, man, should have seen that that's, coming, but no. Yeah, that's was, kids for you. Yeah, it was a fun time. So I was being a bit of a lifeguard, but also having soaking up some sun. So that was fun. Gotcha. And a bunch of champagne. So champagne is always good. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my weekend. But this week, 
we are going to be discussing. I, I, I guess I would call it a surprise hit series from <laughs> the 90s. And it was birthed in the 90s. I guess its true popularity grew in the 2000s, but undeniably came from a culture that was very late 80s, very strong in the 90s. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, this one, the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater, is it Tony Hawks or Tony Hawk? Uh, I'm going to take a guess and say it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Hmm. I think this needs to be put to rest right now. <laughs> let, let, let's figure this out. Let's Clickety clackety on those keyboards, Peter. <laughs> you should hear my live streams when I slam that <laughs> space bar. Oh, yeah. Okay. It is Tony Hawk's apostrophe. Wow, okay. Well, S. I was wrong. Well, it's, <laughs> it, it, it would work either way, so it's fair. Yeah. But um, I, I applaud you for uh, taking a guess, though, because I, I think I said it wrong. So sorry if I set you up there. <laughs> so we've got um, released by... Uh, Neversoft and Activision, and I certainly remember that eyeball logo, don't you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's burned into my brain. <laughs> How many times? I think on those loading screens, that might have been burned into my, into my CRT television. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned where the games kind of came from. I never was big on skating. I actually, mm-hmm. I actually thought it was really cool, and I tried doing it a little bit, but I did not quite have the build for it or much support for it. You know, my dad would always tell us like breaking your your wrist because you're skateboarding is a pretty dumb reason to miss out on your your sports and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, eh, I see your points. Like, yeah, you're not likely to break your bones even in wrestling when in yeah. skateboarding injury is is part of the part of the grind, if you will. Mm-hmm. So what got, what, can you tell me a little bit about your experience with skateboarding culture in the nineties? Yeah, for sure. We were into it pretty, not super early, not when it was like, you know, Dogtown skating in abandoned pools time, but it was around like, I'd probably say 96, 97. Cool. Uh, where me and my older brother were really into skateboarding along with every other kid in our neighborhood. Cool. You know? <laughs> Can I interject with a question here? Go for it. Which neighborhood? Where were you at? Uh, Southern California. That, oh man. So, you, yeah, you, you, I bet, I bet a lot of people are obsessed with skateboarding. That's actually really cool. Yeah, it was the boomtown for sure. So, I, I that's the things I've always pictured where you had like a, uh, a local skate scene and, you know, people in a, sh- a shop you could go to regularly, you know? Yeah, for sure. Was that what it was like for you? You know, tell me, tell me about a day when you went out skating with you and your bro. Uh, I mean, it was like a normal day for the most part. Back then, there was a bunch of kids in our just little neighborhood, just around the block that were into it. So you probably see maybe 15 to 20 kids hanging out either at a park behind our house, a park kind of like a mile away or in front of someone's house with a quarter pipe. So at skate parks or just parks? We didn't really actually get a skate park until I want to say 
2000 or 2001. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I didn't know if skate parks were widespread at that point. So I, I was curious. Yeah, they were there like Vans. Vans had a huge skate park in Southern California ah. in Orange County. And uh, we Good went marketing. there a couple times, um, nice. but it was it was too big. For me, <laughs> especially at that age. Challenging, yeah, for someone yeah. your age, serious skater stuff. Yeah, for sure. But one of your one of your neighbors or friends had a half pipe? Uh no, actually. Our neighbor growing up in our neighborhood, um, he worked he had his own construction company and he actually made us like a couple of quarter pipes. Nice. So it was just the the half of the half pipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's still sweet. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, not many people have access to that. No, yeah, definitely a lot of fun on that thing. And then I think they actually got stolen by someone in our neighborhood. They just loaded them up on their pickup trucks and just left. Wow. But I didn't, I was picturing a much heavier object, but apparently not. I mean, they were pretty heavy, but it was just like some plywood and two by fours. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Um, So it clearly was the cool thing. What Mm. drew you two in particular to skateboarding? Uh, I can't really pinpoint it to be honest. It was definitely that California culture. That's kind of um, what I feel is it was just the time and the place. Exactly. Like, yeah. And like X games was big and everything like that. So. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. So no, I actually thought that the birth of that culture was a cool era. Uh-huh. I've seen it come a long way and I don't know if I enjoy where all of skater culture went but yeah it kind of branched off and i'll bring that up a little later okay all right so (laughs) so it's kind of clear then when the game came out why you were interested is that fair to say oh yeah super fair to say okay yeah as someone who didn't skateboard such as yourself what kind of drew you to it oh well um you know, the exact same thing, except that I wasn't living the dream. I was uh-huh. uh, living vicariously through a video game. Gotcha. So, no, skateboarding was cool. And um, that went far beyond just the kids actually doing it in California. Uh-huh. I certainly had some friends that skated. And um, even when I was in high school, like, skater shoes were really popular to wear. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I had a pair or two of those that were pretty sweet, in my opinion. Do you remember the brands? Etnies. Etnies? Yeah, I had some Etnies. Those <laughs> they were I'll be honest, I was I'm not a big shoe guy and shoe fed <sighs> stuff. Not into it at all. People who collect shoes, it's you do you. <laughs> Different strokes and all that, but not interested. Um I put them on at my friend's encouragement and they were like fluffy pillows on my feet. And I was like, holy crap. I don't even care what they look like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely got called out. I mean, I got called out on a couple of different occasions, skateboarding as a kid. And one of them was because I had etnies on and someone called them girl shoes. Really? Yep. Why? I don't understand. I don't know. They just had that style, you know? Oh, oh, you know what? Those Adidas shoes were really popular with the three stripes growing up. Mm-hmm. At least in my area, and the girls' one were flat, but I was, I, I didn't really, I don't care about shoes. I don't think shoes are very cool. I think shoes are something you put on your feet yep. as function. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And when you want to skateboard well, you put on skating shoes. So, yep. back to what you were asking about. Um, 
No, I thought skating was very cool. And not only that, I got to be real. The game was incredibly fun, Mm -hmm. intuitive, and just like extremely memorable. I was, you know, around 10 or 11 that time when it first came out. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the thing that distinguished it amongst other cartridges? Uh, no. It was blue. Oh, yeah, it was blue. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I didn't have it for N64. Oh, really? To be quite honest, I didn't even know they made it for N64 until I played it at my cousin's house <laughs> on N64. I didn't even realize they you played it on PlayStation then, right? Yep. I mm-hmm. didn't even know it came out on PlayStation until right now. Oh, yeah. I knew, I knew that there. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 came out on PlayStation. Uh-huh. And I got exposed to it through a buddy who also was in the same situation who like wanted to skate, but was like a wrestler and soccer player and expected to do well at school, like not really able to run off and skate all that much. So yeah, for sure. He exposed me to that game and we loved it. And every level just felt like a whole world to us Uh at that age. Yeah. He had... For N64, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and then for PlayStation, he had two. Gotcha. I don't want to get into it too early, but I didn't like two quite as much. It did add to the game mechanically, but let's Mm. save that discussion for later. So that was my first exposure was through my buddy, and eventually I wound up having a copy of the cartridge too. Gotcha. And um, got pretty good at that version of the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Which leads me to a question. I I think I know the answer, but just how far are they pushing the bounds of reality of skateboarding here? Uh, pretty far, man. <laughs> pretty yeah. far. Like it's actually it's actually hard to make it like make a realistic run or line in the game. Yeah, with my limited experience skateboarding, doing something as simple as an ollie is like a huge first hurdle to get over. (laughs) And that's just one button in the game where you can grind for minutes on end. Yeah. So what what kind of stuff could you actually do, though? Were you able to do any tricks or anything? Yeah, not as good as my older brother or other friend. They were... They were crazy with skateboarding, dude. Some were really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had no fear. They could bust out tricks over <sighs> stairs and gaffs and stuff that I was just like, how do you guys do it? You know? And uh, I value But I could do like your normal. So, yeah. <laughs> I could do your normal street stuff for the most part. I was never really big on vert. That's cool. Uh, skating. That's cool. Yeah. Only because I never really got the physics for that. So <laughs> I think for a while and, and, and maybe still my cousin would ride around on his longboard just as a convenient form of travel because he always skated and he did all sorts of stuff. But nowadays he's like, yeah, man, it's just chill to ride on your longboard mm-hmm. on the street and do some fun weaving in and out of stuff, you know? So it's, oh, yeah. there's some fun to that too, but. um, Yeah. So I could do, I could do your basics. Like, I mean, I could ollie, kick flip, heel flip, pop shove it. Oh. Uh, it took me a while to get 360 flips. Oh, wow. that That's so, actually. That's pretty dope, I gotta say. I can't imagine being able to do that. I would fall over and hurt myself, so. <laughs> I can never really do them down obstacles. It was all flatland for well, the most part. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I pictured, but it's still mm-hmm. really 
difficult to do. So it's like, all right, I guess the follow-up to that is like, if you were, if if I wanted to, to pick Toby Freeze in the lineup when I'm playing Tony Hawk, what kind of, and, and let, let's be real here. I know you're not a pro skater and you don't have to uh-huh. feel pressure to compare yourself to them, but where, yeah. where would you put your basic stat allocation on the Tony Hawk scale? All right. So I was a little bit of a chunky when I was a kid, you know, oh, yeah. a little bit chunkier. I had some stuff going for me, but others not so well. If you were on me on the character screen yeah, and I have my skateboard there and I was just waiting for you to pick me, mm-hmm. you'd see the stats as uh Let's see. Air would be two out of ten. <laughs> Not Didn't really have a whole lot of uh, get up there. Yeah. And uh, same goes for hang time, you know. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, that would suffer as well a little bit, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. But th- that's okay. Okay. And then the ollie, uh, I couldn't ollie super high, but I could ollie, so I put that as a three. Okay. It was serviceable. It got me up curbs. Yeah, you get off the ground and enough to do a 360 flip, apparently, so. Yeah. Yeah, so is there. And then uh, this one goes back to the to the weight. Uh, speed would be six. Oh, yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. See, it's okay. You're coming down that hill. Mm. You didn't get a ton of hang time, but watch out. He's flying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spin would be two. Again, going back to the hang time and air. Just yeah. didn't really have the... Vert uh, wasn't your thing, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Landing was a three. I never really followed through on landing. Because landing, you got to have That's real tough, not tough knees, but you got to know how to f- kind of fold yourself up when you're hitting the ground. Yeah. And distribute all your weight. And I never really just got it. I was going to say, I think, especially if you like lost weight as you got older, mm-hmm. I think when I think of the best skateboarders, they're those skinny guys. And you'd think having oh, yeah. like a, a good center of gravity to deal with would help. But I think just being, being able to, like you said, crunch up, fold up when you need to is really critical. So yeah, no, that, that that's, yeah, a, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. My brother and friend were pretty skinny. So yeah. <laughs> they had that build. Yeah. I did not have a skateboarders build. I was very top heavy. So I was just asking to fall over by stepping on it. So gotcha. Uh, for switch, I would say zero. I could not. Ooh tough do you switch tricks at all so I, i'm naturally goofy okay uh, but that's and, cool yeah regular i just i can't do at all probably still to this day so to clarify goofy is when your left foot is the back one doing like the work yep okay yeah gotcha. regular is when your right is the back i would be regular then yeah so that is different i do shoot pool with my left hand everyone asked so me why I. and i was like well i'm aiming with my dominant hand right yeah and then shoot hitting it with my left hand that's just force it made sense to me i can shoot both both ways now which is just awesome so not that i'm any good at pool but i can't i still only can shoot left i'm better at left but when instead of having to do like behind the back shot i just switch hands and people are like what like you think (laughs) i'm left-handed i just learned the wrong way (laughs) so the last couple um, ones pertain to your uh, combos. What you got? Yeah, rail balance would be four. I wasn't too bad on the rail, uh, but I definitely lost my footing a few times growing up. Yeah, uh, that, 
Lip balance would be two. I never got any practice with lip balance. I could do rock and rolls and maybe some, uh, I forgot the name of the other one where the tail of your skateboard goes up to the lip. Yeah, I know what you mean. Those are kind of not that appealing or cool to me. And maybe other skaters thought the same. I don't know. Or I wasn't a skater, but Yeah. yeah. Well, I did so many rock and rolls as a kid. I remember I was at the skate park and this guy who was probably around 16 came up to me and I was maybe nine or 10, 10 or 11, somewhere around there. And he took a look at my skateboard and he's like, you're carving these in yourself. Uh, you're not doing any real board slides or anything. And I'm like, I'm doing rock and rolls on this thing right here where my board goes vertical, you know, <laughs> what a hater and gatekeeper. What a loser. Yeah, there was a bunch of gatekeepers at that skate park, but... That was one of the things that kind of pushed me away a little. I'm sure it was a Mm -hmm. lot more accepting in general in California, though, compared to where you had to be in the Cool Kids Skater Club in in Illinois, so... Yeah, and that's just dumb kids in general, especially teenagers or close to being teenagers. I don't don't blame them, yeah. (laughs) Even, I mean, middle schoolers are almost, like, even worse... Some oh yeah, for sure. Because they have empathy. no, they have no experience or filter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, just like that. So, with all those in mind, wait, hold on, I had one more. Or you had one more. <laughs> yeah, uh, manuals. I put as a six because I can manual just roll for days pretty well. I had that balance for some reason. All right, so that <laughs> that's where that low center of gravity came into play for you. Exactly, is the speed yeah, the manuals. and the manuals. <laughs> yep, and then some of that balance. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. But um, with all that in mind, did you ever like take a, did you ever eat it? That would be the correct uh, nomenclature for the uh, hello, my fellow skaters, right? <laughs> yeah. We had a word for it. It was bales. Yo, yeah. 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 So when you had a skate video going on and you to get to the bale section, that was the, that was the section where they all got hurt. <laughs> Everyone biffed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I was really conservative when I was trying to do tricks. Why am I not surprised, Toby? Yeah. It's almost like I haven't known you for like six years, seven years <laughs> now. Yeah. No, I'd be the same way. Yeah, I never really took a whole lot of risks, but it was the worst I had was bombing down a hill in our town to go down to the skate park. And it was it was a steep hill, so I was probably going around 15, 20 miles an hour. Ooh. And I just crashed right into a rock that hit my front truck on my skateboard. Ooh. And I went flying. Oh, you went like over it? Over the top? Yeah, I went that, over it uh, and I probably I probably slid maybe like a good five feet on the ground after already yeah. going through the air, maybe five or ten feet. So Ooh. yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I had an interesting wound on my elbow after that. Uh, interesting <sighs> shaped wound, I should clarify. That's, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, it's it's given me flashbacks to multiple uh, crazy bike injuries I had, but that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> that's Matt Hoffman's BMX. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do tricks. I was just trying to ride, and things went catastrophically wrong. And I may or may not have been completely out of my mind at the time at once, but you know. Gotcha. Uh, so did you end up playing the game with your brother? I'm glad you made it away without too many injuries. Maybe having a bit of extra padding helped on the bones Thanks. and stuff, <laughs> you know. But did you end up playing it with your brother or like, you know, your other skater friends? 
Let's really dissect the games. It was it was a mix and all together for the most part. Okay. Uh, definitely more with the brother than cool. than the friends, uh, obviously, because we live together. Th- yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I think my brother, it took him a little while to enjoy the games. He really? at first was not, well, he was a bit less interested in skateboarding. He wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that cool to him. But once he saw how the games played and how fun they were and how much fun I was having, I think, and you know, they were hits, they were hits. And, um, I, it's interesting. I believe that when they gave it to, uh, Neversoft, they busted out a beta in like nine months Uh and the, the publishers were so impressed. they called in Tony Hawk and, he was like, this is awesome. Yeah, I will sure. put my name on this. They wanted to buy him out right away. And he's like, I think I'll take the royalty deal. And yeah, I wonder call. how much <laughs> of his net worth is from this 10 game series or however many have come out with his name on it. So yeah, uh, good chunk. Yeah. But um, so I have noticed a bit of a rift as mm-hmm. the games went on, there are people that really enjoy the original arcade style. And then uh-huh. people that, you know, maybe they just got into the games later. They like the open world skating environment. Yeah. In that broad sense, where, where, what do you prefer? I was more on the open world side. Really? Yep. Interesting. Because yeah, I, the- I thought you might have, like me, grown up with the the two-minute timer and thought that was yeah. the, the pure uh, THPS experience. <laughs> yeah, the only thing with the first one, I mean, I, I obviously like it and still like it. It's just, it's a little claustrophobic to me, uh, the levels. The first game does feel a lot different nowadays. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So what about the, what about the arcade style kind of drew to you? Well, I was a child with ADD. Uh-huh. And I was incredibly competitively driven. Okay. So it, me and my other buddy from wrestling or me and my brother or whoever I was playing with would just be firing up two-minute runs, pick the levels, mm-hmm. skate, and we would play for hours. And it didn't really matter who won. Yeah. We would just try and have a good time. You know, you're 11. Who cares? But um, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a ton of fun. And then as I got a little older, when I was playing them by myself, you know, like the retry menuing was so uh-huh. ingrained in my head. It was, again, as it was with other arcade games, I was all about getting that monster combo. And the moment gotcha. you realized you missed part of it, it'd it start down square, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. get right back into it, retry. So that kind yeah. of appealed to me rather than. I wasn't a skater and it felt like I was playing Pokemon replaced with skateboards when I played the other games, which was fine, but it was also like not what I was interested in it for. But how about which, which one had your favorite balance of the mechanics? Uh, Definitely two. Really? Which is, which is the second little rift I've noticed is there's like the two and people, a lot of people love two and four, and the other people love three and one. Hmm. And I hate three. <laughs> three is my favorite. Three is, uh, in my <laughs> opinion, the absolute pinnacle of all the games, and I put way more time. So this is perfect. What about two really drew it 
to see you probably knew more of the skaters and stuff. I'm wondering yeah. if any of that had to do with it. I think because two was, it was more centered. Like you could still do vert stuff, but it was more centered on street skating. Well, that's when you could first manual, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. it definitely, I mean, it had actual real places in the game too. Oh, that's cool. Especially places that I was kind of close to. Uh, yeah. That school, that the school level was based off of was maybe 20 or 30 minutes away from where we were at. So, uh, see, and I remember reading about the first one, how they just threw stuff together. So that was a completely yeah. different design ethos taking real places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So I think that's why I liked it so much compared to the first one. That makes sense. And also, I my my child brain, baby brain, was messing with my uh, interpretation of it because we mm -hmm. were playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater on N64, and it looked gorgeous. Gotcha. And then we're playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on the PlayStation, and I'm seeing all the jaggies jump to every little vertex every time you move and i'm like this looks like <laughs> shit why would i ever play this and the colors just look different and stuff but no i i can look past that now and you could probably i think didn't they come out with a remaster of both of them you know yeah like so yeah no that's that that was me not understanding why i was being critical i didn't give mm -hmm. it a fair chance but um i just thought the um as far if we were saying manual was added in two, once you added in the revert, this might be a yeah. bit specific, but players, if you played it, will remember the the Arctic level, the snow level in Tony Hawk 3. You go down, you hit that rail, and you follow that all the way around. Then you do a revert uh -huh. trick on that half pipe or quarter pipe. And then you hit back on the rail and you repeat going back and forth as many times as you can and you get that 12 million combo. But um, yep. without that mechanic, that's impossible or you have to find ways to extend your your grind other ways, which I think they did build uh, two, four. But mm -hmm. adding in that one little thing just made the combo so clear that what you could do and there was options too. It was great. It was great. For but, sure. No, I could, it had its shortcomings too. So I, yeah, yeah. I see that. I see that. What do you think of four when they started moving towards the open world? So four was besides two, four is my favorite. <laughs> okay. That's see. Yeah. And we're on my hypothesis was right. There is like these, this little split. And I actually think my buddy that I played with was the same. He preferred playing two, but he had both of them. So when I was over, mm -hmm. we played one until I got it. So um, it was kind of, I had a lot of fun playing four, two. I didn't own it, but I think that was right at the line of where it was like doing skate quests and you still felt like a skater rebel Versus yeah. that comparison I drew earlier where it's like you're in skater world and everything's skating mm -hmm. and it's like, it's fine, but it just felt a little different to me. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think with the fourth one, cause that was the next gen Tony Hawk, that was PS2. Yeah. Uh, but they also had a PS1 version and we didn't have a PS2 yet. So I think we had Tony Hawk 4 for PS1, and it was way toned down. Is that a thing? Wow. Yeah. Because 
P, uh, Tony Hawk Three was on PS2. Yeah, that's what I. I yeah. think we, I think we had that for both. I think we had three and four on PS1 until we got a PlayStation Two. Gotcha. And I never had so. a PlayStation, so this is. I guess I could have played them on my PlayStation Two, but the timing is more. Yeah, what we're talking about. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I um I just put in the most hours on three. I never put mm-hmm. in a lot of time playing Underground or Wasteland, American Wasteland. Mm. Did you play yeah, those? Underground Underground was my last one that I remember putting serious hours into. And we're getting way out of the nineties at that point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Still Tony Hawk though. <laughs> Tony Hawk's still a legend. I don't think he's had many uh scandals or any problems befall him, has he? No. Yeah, he's always no, been he's... a always been a good dude, always been a good face for skating, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's good good for him. Glad he got his name on a good set of video <laughs> games. That's cool. Yeah. Um Yeah. What what about um what else did you see in the evolution of the game? You know, what are the strengths and the weaknesses that you perceived moving through the series? Yeah, so the first one, I mean, the strength obviously was just how well it was received and how groundbreaking it was when it first came out because there was nothing else like it. That's there a was good a, word for there it. Was yeah. A, yeah, there was a Thrasher game out around the same time. I think it may have only been for PlayStation, but I think it was 2D. Like the skate, like the clothing skater company? Uh, Thrasher? Thrasher, yeah. Oh, uh, they had the wow. magazine. They were more known for their magazine. They had clothing oh. and I think skateboards in the 90s. Okay. Yeah, but it was See. Thrasher magazine was the big thing. That's the, big the thing, thing. And, and then, people were in shirts for their merch. Yeah, okay. yeah. The, That's cool. Um, no, um, it... I remember reading, they went and they were studying. It was like an old game like that, like you were saying, like an old Japanese arcade game. So maybe this is mm-hmm. a different one. But the developers would go and play that on their lunch break. And then they came back and would try and integrate ideas into this 3D world. And gotcha. I just couldn't believe how well they did on their first try with it, you know? Yeah. That's so, kind of like Goldeneye, where they just. Yeah. Hit it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, you just nail it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what about as you went on? So you said two is so, two was one of your favorites, and three was was not exactly it wasn't a bullseye for you. Not not a not No, a, yeah. So two opened it up a lot more. Uh the levels felt more complete. That's fair. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, there was kind of a little they were small yet big. <laughs> which is like if you haven't played the game you don't really understand yeah, i know what you uh, mean though no i yeah i know what you mean and um yeah it's the same with three where that was the perfect balance for me of like video game uh-huh. the npcs were so clearly not people that i could run yeah. into <laughs> with my skateboard and it didn't <laughs> have any moral implication i'm a skater they're pixels like for sure you know and the the music was great the time limit kept my brain going on this constant buzz Mm -hmm. but yeah once the things opened up that kind of i got a little more distracted and less focused so that that's kind of where it towed the line perfectly for me but i still had a lot of fun with the other ones for sure did you see a change in the culture of skating reflected in the games um like how did how did skating culture change so it did like i've mentioned before it did kind of go off into a couple different directions 
Yeah, especially said, nowadays, it's a whole different monster nowadays. But when I stopped skateboarding in around 2004, 2005, mm-hmm. the culture really did move more towards what's kind of the craziest trick I can do down these stairs or down this handrail if you're a street guy. It's it's the same thing that happens with every competitive thing. It just becomes mm-hmm. a dick measuring contest yeah. for that stuff. And it is great to see but you don't want to see the joy sucked out of it either yeah it's tough it becomes this whole and and i'm sure a whole other aspect of it has become corporatized and just i don't know how to put it but it doesn't feel yeah it's definitely and that happens with every counterculture thing you know since the 60s (laughs) that's the word i was looking for i was like an underground counterculture movement can't go mainstream by definition you yeah, know? exactly. That's kind of how you kill it. So mm-hmm. for yeah. better or worse, that may have been what happened. Not that skateboarding isn't still great and it isn't a really cool thing. It totally mm-hmm. is. Um, yeah. I, think it, I think it's awesome. But um, it definitely changed. And I remember mm-hmm. just some of those old bad skater movies. They just captured the culture. The names aren't coming to mind, but... Uh-huh. That 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 felt right. And if you tried to make that movie today, it just it isn't there. Everyone's on their smartphone filming their tricks. You don't have your camcorder with your tapes. And your fisheye lens. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My cousin used to show me his skate vids. They were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They were pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, skate videos. I mean, I could talk about skate videos all day. But do you, do you still have any? Did you ever make some cool ones? So actually, when I was cleaning out the storage unit a few months back, the first VHS to grace my eyes in there was a VHS copy of Shorty's Fulfill the Dream, which was like the pinnacle of skate videos. Really? 96 or 97 or 98, somewhere around there. So I could probably find it on YouTube and watch it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Sweet. Yeah, it is... uh, it's the creme de la creme nice. of skate videos. Oh, that's so, so cool. I, I w- you wouldn't find that out just by like... Look, yeah, it kind of had to be in the moment. You know, maybe searching it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm glad you, you need an insider to let you in on that one. Thank you. Exactly. Thank yeah, you. they kind of pioneered. There was like some other skate videos before that. Uh, like Toy Machine has some good ones, but they were definitely amateurish. And then Shorty's Fulfill the Dream came out and it was almost like a blockbuster movie. I was going to say, now that when you use that term pioneered, it kind of made me mm-hmm. think I've seen this one just from skater friends showing me other ones, but I'm going to definitely yeah. check it out. Um, yeah, you've probably seen it. So, <laughs> But um, I mean, I think I've said the word enough on here. I love punk rock. Uh-huh. So obviously the music was like not only some of my first exposure to it, but like mm-hmm. I was like instantly on board with the whole vibe of the game, you know? Yeah. So definitely, even when I went back years later, after I got deeper into punk, I was like, I was listening to this song way earlier than I thought. It was on this, yeah. <laughs> it was on this game. They had AFI on this game, you know, like all that stuff. So no, mm-hmm. um, and even like, you know what really sticks out in my mind when I think of the Tony Hawk soundtrack? Like what sticks out to you? Um, are we talking Tony Hawk one? Just any of the games. I, I'll go by series for the first okay. three. Uh, so one was definitely Goldfinger. Okay. Um, two was Anthrax Bring the Noise or Anthrax and Public Enemy. Nice. 
and Evil Eye by Fu Manchu. <laughs> and three, I'm pretty sure had the Dell, the Funky, the Homo Sapien song. Uh, you gotta wash your ass. <laughs> Dude, that song's hilarious. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna ride with my crew or whatever, you know. Yeah, wash yeah, exactly. Ass. I really like that it had Ace of Spades by Motorhead on there. Mm-hmm. That's pretty raw. Um, yeah. Not so really I didn't hate everything punk, about three. Oh, no. The soundtrack no, was, was banging. <laughs> um, same with two. I played the heck out of two. Just wasn't mm-hmm. my favorite, you know? So um, Yeah. Uh, what about you? Well, I wasn't so much thinking that. I was going to say, you know, when I think of the Tony Hawk soundtrack, uh-huh. I think of the menu themes. They always had some wacky trip hop <laughs> Yeah. cool beat going on yeah with, with like fir- a turntable scratch yeah and the first <laughs> one has like the bird noise uh, and uh-huh. stuff you know or monkey noises that always stuck <laughs> out in my brain is like so hip and fresh for the uh-huh. and it perfectly captured like you're in a skate shop in the menu you know you're picking your skater you're wearing your clothes like, yeah. it just felt so right that's what really comes to mind for me and it, it set the tone for the game and yeah well, it's funny you mentioned birds and monkeys because uh, another skate video that was kind of big and pioneered it was Birdhouse is the End. You know, obviously uh, Tony Hawk with the bird stuff. Yeah. And then Andrew Reynolds had an opening segment before his part where an orangutan <laughs> is chilling with him in front of a uh, camper or an RV. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that had anything to do with it because yeah. Birdhouse was pretty much like the the top tier for, for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was curious what your favorite unrealistic tricks that they put in the games were. Probably front flips and back flips. You can, they can, like, people do them, but I think they're extremely difficult for them. <laughs> so you kind of like it that it's, like, right on the, the edge of possibility? Yeah, because, I mean, there That's was cool. just some special tricks in there where it was just, you know... I. I- I kind of like the over-the-top ones, like grinding on the other side of the board and stuff. Yeah, well, that's a dark slide. You can you can do that. The, the, I uh, guess that was that's, a Rodney you know, special. That's the thing is, like, I could see someone doing it. Obviously, not to the extent as in the game where you're going mm-hmm. for miles, yards. <laughs> on, I wanted to pick a correct measurement, yards on end. Um, but it's like, it, yeah, some of them are pretty nuts, and I get a good kick out of that. I always liked that I felt like I was cooler than Tony Hawk because you had to do the 900 as a special move. But in the secret level at the end of Tony Hawk 3, you could do a 1440 off of like the top (laughs) of the boat onto the lower one if you managed to land it just right. So I was like, fuck your 900. (laughs) I'm getting up to 18 soon, dog. (laughs) People better than me could probably do one more step up I'm, I don't know the math. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, no, I'm, I loved playing those games. Yeah, they left a lot of marks on me as far as just like getting better at reflex games, affecting mm-hmm. my taste in music, just being exposed to other parts of culture. Yeah, for sure. They were a blast, man. Yeah, the music for me was definitely the biggest part. I don't think I'd be listening to the same stuff if it wasn't for Tony Hawk, Pro Skater. I think it like helped plant the seeds for me. It's not okay. so much that I it like grew on me instantly, but I was like, oh, I know this. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, this was always cool. I liked when this one came on on Tony Hawk. Like, what band was? Oh, what are their other songs? You know, and it kind of grew from there as I grew up. So 
Yeah, for sure. Like I said, it was really cool when I revisited it and I was like, oh, I know this song. I know this song. I know this fan. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, oh, sweet. They had it right. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll still find songs sometimes that pop up on Spotify that's from like an old skate video and I can nice. see the whole part in my head. That's great, uh, man. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, I think that just about wraps up our talk about Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun to reminisce about that stuff. Unless you had other stuff to share about skateboarding, Toby. Um, I mean, don't try skateboarding if you haven't done it before and you're maybe over the age of 25. Oh, that's not me being <laughs> ageist. No, that's me being a realist. Yeah, um, <laughs> I agree with that recommendation. And um, anyone listening to this podcast who can relate to these memories should not be stepping on a skateboard for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but other than that, I mean, I just know it was probably the biggest part of my life. Uh, I mean, I quit Little League for it. So, hey man, you do. And I was way better at baseball than skateboarding. So, I don't know if Do that... what you like, man. Do what's fun. Do what's important to you. That's cool. Yeah, exactly. If anyone who can't relate is listening, take that advice away. Do what's important to you. Do what's right. Do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. there and you if you want to play Tony Hawk, play Tony Hawk. That's right. That's right. All right. I think next week I'm going to be getting schooled a little bit more. Oh, yeah. So with football season coming up, I'm not a huge football fan. I'll watch it if it's on, and I'll especially watch it during yeah. the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Yeah, there's uh, some fun because stuff. Because I like exciting sports. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but with football starting, I think uh, we're going to bring it back to one of my childhood classics, Little Giants. Yeah. Now, I have limited experience with this one, so we're going to have a bit of a different dynamic. I'm going to have to yeah. watch this and try and put myself in my old 90, 1994 brain, is it? Mm -hmm. All right. Yep. Well, I'm going to do my best. Well, here's the thing. I think you're going to thoroughly enjoy it, Peter. It has a great cast. Rick Moranis. Uh, oh, man. It's always good uh, to see Ed, him. Yeah. Ed O'Neill. Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was one of Rick's last movies before he retired. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong. It was probably Honey, I Shrunk the Kids or somewhere around there. But If you count those as movies, you know. Um. Yeah, <laughs> the kids in the cast are, uh, they hit it out of the park too. So I think, I well think you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right. Well, I, th I hope I can agree with you. I'm sure I will <laughs> be sure to check in with us next week and, um, we'll be discussing little giants until then make sure to like, and subscribe on YouTube, rate and review on Apple podcast and follow us on Twitter at raised by the nineties. Have a great week. See you later. Bye.